All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Welcome to the Silicon Slopes Conversations. We're lucky to be joined by Jess Toulson, who is the founder and CEO of Mixers. How are you? I'm great. It's Friday. I love a good Friday. It is Friday. Nice little spring Wait, it's day. It's Friday, right? I feel I like so. I never know. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, very cool story. Uh, a lot of billboards. I think people are seeing what you guys are doing, but let's jump in. The founding story. Where did the idea come from? Yeah. First of all, I'm happy if you're seeing the billboards because they're expensive and hopefully they're worth it. Um, yeah. Founding story. So um, I am a mother of three. I have a son that's now 11 years old and I have twin girls that are eight. Um, when I was postpartum with my twin girls, they were about two years old um, when my menstrual cycle returned, but it returned with vengeance. And I had never had this experience with my health before, and so I felt like I was on this whole new health journey, and I was really frustrated. Um, I, at the time, I was going back and forth from Europe. Uh, my husband played professional basketball in Europe for 10 months of the year, and then we'd come home to Utah for two months. So when I'd come home to Utah, I was trying really hard to find, um, because I spoke the language, some answers for my health struggles. And it was um, a long journey. I was struggling with things such as like really bad cramping, um, unfortunately really hard mood swings that I knew full well I was struggling with and it was really, really hard for me to deal with. I also had like really, really bad hormonal acne on my face and it was really cystic and it was really um, embarrassing, honestly. And it was through a long bout of trying to find a solution, lots of doctor's appointments, lots of um, trying every remedy you could buy on the internet, spending thousands of dollars on facials and skincare lines and just feeling so lost that I finally had a conversation. She's actually here, Cody Sanders. Um, she's now, she's our co-founder. I had a conversation with Cody that I just completely broke down and just lost it. She was my personal trainer at the time. She's a holistic health practitioner and a certified nutritionist, and she was my personal trainer. So she recognized that I was wearing a full face of makeup every day when I'd go meet her to work out, and we just got having a personal conversation, and I just cried and told her, Cody, I'm so embarrassed. I feel awful. I feel moody. I feel crazy. I feel like I'm in pain. I feel like I'm not myself anymore. And um, Cody actually challenged me to try this herbal concoction that she was making in her home. And I'll be completely honest, this herbal approach, this holistic approach wasn't something that I had been looking for or had tried. But I was at my wit's end, so I was willing to try anything. She was making these Chinese herbs um, in her kitchen and she'd put them in gel capsules. She told me, I know this is a different approach, but can you please try this for three months? And so I did, and in the first month, I was like, for sure that was the placebo. Like, my cramping was less, I felt less moody, and I'm like, there's no way that these weird little gel pills with herbs are doing anything, but I'll keep with it. And it was the second month that my cycle was a shorter amount of days, 
Um, I felt like I had mood stability and actually my acne barely came and went. It was very like livable. In the third month, I actually experienced what women are supposed to be experiencing each and every month, which was a very normal cycle. Healthy, I didn't feel like I had mood swings, I, wasn't, I didn't have cramping, didn't have bloating, I didn't even break out. It was just a sign of my cycle coming and going, which is a great sign of health. Um, and so that's when I went to Cody, and I just said, I don't know, <laughs> I have no idea what you put in these things, no idea. However, I do know these work. And I know that because of my personal journey, there are tons of other women that feel just as frustrated as I did. We have to make this a product that women have access to. So we set off on a really, really hard, hard, hard journey to learn manufacturing, learn flavoring, learn production and packaging and all the things to launch mixers. And we launched the very, very end of 2019. Oh, well, that's quite the story. Yeah. Um, that sounds miserable and it sounds like the realization that something would work would be quite enlightening. Um, so it sounds like kind of a kitchen R&D process. We call Cody our mixer's witch. And that's a compliment. We love that she was like with her witch's brew, like mixing up her concoction. Yeah. Um, okay, so classic entrepreneurial story now, kitchen brews. Um, the next question you, you'd start to ask would probably trigger 5,000 more questions. Uh, and it sounds like there's some science involved and some measuring and sourcing, so we can't get into all of that. But... Um, Early days of R&D and early days of problem solving, what were those like? Yeah, so Cody, previous to me, had spent years formulating this, you know, concoction in her home and had taken all the time to, you know, try it on her own daughter, try it on herself, recognize, you know, what was improving, what wasn't improving. And so she had spent years perfecting this formula that she was using to help herself, her daughter, and the women in her life. And so years of effort went into our product, Her Time, which is now our top selling product, and it's like our hero product. Um, but when we took that formula that Cody was making and putting into gel capsules, Cody's dream was that this would be a powder mixed into water so that your body could better absorb the nutrients. So that was when we really set off on a journey of how on earth do you add flavors to this disgusting tasting concoction? Because it was bad. It was like straight herbs. You know, even taking the pill, you'd be like, ooh, something's there. But um, so we set off learning manufacturing, and my word, it was brutal. Brutal. Um, we went through quite a few different groups trying to work with a group that we could A, like they could improve upon our formula and then make it taste really good. And we landed on that group. However, we are proud to say that ever since we've launched, we have reformulated all, like our products multiple times to just keep improving because there's always room for improvement. I think it's just about being willing to keep, uh, like recognizing there's always room for improvement. And if you think it's perfect, like you should probably actually revisit it. Yeah. So um, anyone could probably make cookies for six people, right? But if you need to make cookies for 600 people, you have to do math, right? Um, and so for you guys, finding these partners and 
not getting um, screwed over by them over-promising. We've gotten screwed over. I was imagining that. Um, so as you guys have your product, kind of your baby, you're passionate about, um, what are the steps in manufacturing distribution with trusted folks that you can still control the narrative? Yeah, something that I personally really had to learn over this like journey, it's been two years, and I think something that's really important for someone that's just starting their journey is that um, I didn't have all the right questions to ask. I didn't know what I was necessarily looking for. We landed with a group that made it all seem really easy, and that was how we started. However, it was then once I became more educated and started asking some of the right questions that I realized we have to make a change. We can't stay with this arrangement forever. We were scaling really quickly. And like you mentioned, we were seeing um, as we scale from making her time for, you know, 900 people for over 20,000 people a month. There's a lot that goes into that to keep your product perfected for every single person. So we went through a huge, huge manufacturing transition, which was the best thing we ever could have done. Um, and I think I had to learn as an entrepreneur with zero experience was that following my gut and my intuition leading me to be like, you may not know every answer, you may not have the right questions, but you do have the feeling to know that something's not adding up. And so like following that was exactly what led us to like unraveling enough information to be like, our business is no longer yours and we are here with these trusted, awesome, awesome, awesome people. Gotcha. All right, so you're figuring that out. Now you need people to buy it. And there's lots of ways to do that. Um, but you probably need to explain what the product is, how it works, um, and then figure out like who your best target market is. So as you move into that phase, what was that like? Yeah. So. Our very first product and what we launched with was her time. And honestly, we didn't know how to market it. All we knew is that we had social media platforms. Cody and I both had our own platforms and we had mixers. And we knew that that was free and all we could afford was free. So we just started talking about it on our own. And we started asking our friends and women in our life if we could send them our new product that we were really excited about. And um, it was really hard to get people to open up on their social media about such taboo topics. I mean, we were cracking it open, making women or hoping women would talk about their periods on social media in front of thousands of people. So it took us a good six to nine months to get people outside of our best friends to talk about mixers. And that was hard. It was really hard. We had to gain trust. We had to have people, like we had to wait for people to really use the product to feel the benefits because they were like, I'm really nervous to talk about this and I'll only talk about it if it really, really works because this is embarrassing. Um, thankfully, we've seen a huge movement. Actually, it's now women are feeling empowered to use their social media platforms to talk about these taboo topics. They're feeling like they can be a part of the change in conversation. They're feeling like if I can open up, um, you know, we, we utilize a lot of influencer marketing, but we've been able to have our influencers, which we're so grateful for, realize how many lives they're changing by letting women know about our products. So 
We have over 11, 11 products. I always lose count, 11 products. Um, and so we started with her time and then we had so many requests, which was really fun to see women saying, I trust you so much with my health because her time has changed my life. Can you guys please develop a product for sleep or anxiety or I don't eat well, I need greens. Um, and so we've just really spent the last year developing every product that we had request, not every product, but a lot, most of the uh, consistent requests from our customers. And then we're not done. We have a few more products that we're working on. All right, let's talk about that a little bit more. One question first is, uh, on average, how long does it take for women to see the results, feel the results? Yeah, we always say that consistency is key. Mixers, we specialize in nutritional therapy, which is not a Band-Aid approach. It's a long-term approach with long-term health benefits. So we recommend women using her time for two to three months for optimal results, and then they don't leave us. They love it. Yeah. All right, so you have your, your first product, and it's going well. Um, I would be unnerved if somebody said, this is great, and I want to sleep better. Can you guys make something from that? Because you spent all that time figuring out the formula to help with periods. What was the process like then for your second, third, fourth product? And how do you guys decide that this is a go or no-go? Um, we, for sure, were gathering as much like customer information as possible, gathering the requests, using social media as a free tool to pull from our consumers. Um, what, what products do you want to see? Um, what are your health struggles? What would you like mixers to launch? And then actually the formulation process for us is thankfully really easy because Cody formulates in-house for us. It's the manufacturing part that takes the time to develop the products that A, stand by our mission, which is clean, natural, holistic ingredients, but then also flavoring them to still taste incredible without adding a bunch of fillers and garbage that ends up making it not healthy. So that is the, the part of the process that takes the most time. Um, but it's also the funnest part of what we do. Launching a new product and like the hype that we build around like, we, we hear you. Um, like 80% of women requested this product. Um, we've gone to work formulating this for you. It's the best feeling to see the energy and momentum of women being like, oh my gosh, mixers hurt us. We're actually visible to this brand and they're caring to um, you know, act on my requests. And that's what we really, really want women to feel is because that's the truth. Um, yeah. So this seems like a nice advantage that you guys have that people give you ideas and then you can go with them or not go with them. If, um, so as you're launching the new products, you're going to obviously have to start counting the money and figuring out margins, maintaining the distribution channels. I assume at some point you're going to need to start building out your team, maybe even some more uh, mixer witches. Um, and uh, what was that like when you got to that point where like, all right, this is a big, big deal, need more help? How did you go about that? Um, I have our first ever employee here, Kara. So she was employee number one and was alone with Cody and I for like six, a year, a year, a year. 
Um, and it's hilarious to look back now because hiring Kara like felt like she was with an, um, this is a huge no-no, but I did it anyway. She was with an agency and I recognized her talent and her abilities. And I was like, she's not being properly utilized there. She belongs on our mixers team. And hey, I went against the rules. And I finally got Kara over on our mixers team as our first ever employee. And it made all the difference to have someone in it um, knowing actually how to market the product appropriately, how to make website changes, how to run a social media account and create content. She wore every single hat and Cody and I really got to focus on like vision, purpose, feeling, products, um, manufacturing. That was kind of our divide. Um, and really quickly, you know, after that year we saw, um, let's see, in 2020, we did total about $800,000 in sales. Um, in 2021, just in the very first quarter, we had already doubled that. And so we saw really quickly that Kara needed team and so did all of us. And so we started hiring, we hired, it, we hired out social media and then we had some contracted help that we brought in house and added them to our team. But something for, that I have learned is that um, I have no experience managing people. I've never, I've never, to be honest, I've never had a job before mixers. I taught some dance classes in high school and then I left to support my husband in Europe. So I'm learning on the fly how to add to a team, how to manage different personalities, how to create company culture, how to, um, you know, watch that the team is being as effective as possible. Something I recognize is that when we're, growing this fast and we want to maintain this growth, my responsibility is to maintain company culture and kindness. And if I can be stability for the team and that safe space and the person that is cal cool, calm, and collected, the team rallies and they, um, yeah, they want to get behind the mission and what we're doing really easily. In the last year, we have hired see 15 people we're a team of 21 now um and i think this year we'll probably be up to like 35. very cool so you're literally building the entire ship as you sell it okay and we're, we're trying to hire really effectively we're trying we sometimes we recognize we go too long waiting for a hire and it's become way too much of a pain point but we're trying to not scale our team so fast that we drain the company so it's just we're trying. Yeah. Um, tough to do, easy to talk about. But um, what would you define the culture as? Um, I think that the best feedback I get from people that come and are around our team is just how kind and warm our whole team is. Also, we're really, really fun. Um, people are like, it's really fun to be around you because we. I see on social media, we all know social media isn't always like the truth behind the scenes, but one of my, um, the things I'm the most proud of is that what you see on social media is what you get behind mixers. We have a team of 21 women that are kind, they're encouraging, they rally behind each other, they want to see each other succeed, and yeah, that it's, we also have a lot of fun. Fun matters. If it's not fun, 
I don't want to keep doing this is what I always say. And we're having fun. Yeah, sounds like you are. Um, 21 women, exclusively. We have women. one mixers man. Okay. That was a big deal. One mixers man, and he's our supply chain manager. And he just, he's, he wears a mixers hat every day, everywhere he goes. He's killing it. Very cool. All right, so um, of all of the products, um, which one, you've mentioned your favorite, but which ones sell the best and which ones were you surprised at their success? Um, yeah, so Her Time does sell the most. Her Time is the product that we're usually discovered by or Her Greens. Her Greens is a top seller. It's just a really easy product for women to wrap their head around and it's delicious. Um, a product that is really, really fun that mixers, you've probably, maybe, seen the billboards for is our product, Her Love. Um, it helps women with low libido. It helps to regulate hormones in conjunction with her time. And our biggest uh, goal with her love is to help women realize that there's nothing actually wrong with them. There's a hormone imbalance, which is causing the low libido, which we can help support. Um, there's a lot of guilt and shame for women around their sex drive. And mixers, our goal is to just rip that whole narrative apart and say there's a reason why you know, you're struggling with this, it's a health issue, and we can help support this. Um, and we actually were told by previous manufacturers that they didn't want to manufacture the product, they thought it was a terrible idea, they um, thought that there was no way mixers could do it in a classy way, um, and we pushed through and stood by the idea and that product launch crashed our website like nine times in the first hour. Um, and it's also one of our top selling products and it works. Very cool. There might be some husbands that buy that one, I would imagine. Um, Girls can buy it for themselves. True. <laughs> so are there any that you guys were all happy and very excited about that just didn't work out? And if so, what do you guys do then? Yeah, we launched a whole line called Her Teen. And we were like, this is so great because we have so many moms that use our products. And they're like, oh my gosh, what should my teens use? And we're like, oh, this will be so great to create our whole, a whole teen line that just is like everything a teenager needs. It's fun. It's cool. She can throw it in her backpack. We launched it and we recognized all it did was confuse moms. They were like, wait, so should she be using her time and her teen? Um, what's the difference? And we were like, okay, actually, honest truth, we made the mistake. There was actually no reason that we needed her teen other than us being like oh teens are fun let's launch a teen line but we quickly i think we had that line for like six months maybe and we just eliminated the skew we were like the much easier thing for moms to do is buy their teens her time daily and it we just had to quickly eliminate it hey we made the mistake yeah you make a mistake get rid of it quickly yes. um and so as you progress, build out your team, build out your, your product line, is there any fear of regulation or is that something you guys don't need to worry about? Like regulation of supplements? FDA or any... So the supplement industry, it's not, our products don't have to be FDA approved. We just have to make sure that's on our label. Um, we do everything we possibly can to be completely compliant. And if something, if someone comes and knocks on our door, we're ready. That's the best we can do. Gotcha. It is, a, it is an interesting industry. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, you don't want any bad players in it because it makes it harder for everyone else. 
And where do uh, the ingredients come from, from across planet Earth? Oh, all over the world. All over the world. It's, the supply chain is wild for our ingredients, especially for the ingredients in her time. And has that been fun the last couple of years? Um, yeah, I think we can call it fun. <laughs> um, yeah, we, it's been interesting as we've been scaling so quickly and also trying to source, like we have um, standards of where and what we will source from. So that's definitely been a challenge, but we've learned, um, you know, through the right uh, manufacturing partners, you know, amount of raw materials to be sitting on. Um, and we've, you know, we've tried to do our best to see it through. And do you use the partners to like verify that these are good suppliers or do you guys go out and visit? So yeah, we have, uh, relationships with our suppliers that um yeah they have all of our ingredients come in with certain testing certain standards for us to even bring it into the facility so gotcha all right you have two buttons on your website the um community and rewards i assume there was some good thought that went into that um and i can kind of picture like the benefits of both of those but go into both of those how they work how they impact your business and how your customers enjoy them yeah, community honestly um, came from me having a personal passion for the women that are feeling really lonely in their health journey, in their motherhood journey, in um, just all different phases of life. And so I recognized that when I was going through that health journey previous to her time, how much I was just needing support from women and women that related to me and are like, hey, I'm lost too. Or like, try this, I tried this, I don't know if it'll help you, but like, I'm here for you. And I, we realized through Mixers, we took a poll one time, 70% of women answered that they don't feel they have even one friend. And so that was a sign to us that we needed to create friendships for women. And uh, so we have really focused on creating a safe space for women to communicate off of social media. And they have a hub. They can have conversations about, hey, I'm struggling with postpartum depression. I have no one to turn to. Has anyone been through this? What are your recommendations? And it's a safe hub for women that can become friends um, through our Mixers platform in the community. We also invest a lot of time, energy, and money into building these relationships with our community through community events. Um, it's really fun to have women plan to meet up for the first time ever at a Mixers event and create an in-real-life relationship because they've become friends on a platform, and then it's like Mixers provides the space for them to like meet up for the first time. That's really, really fun and really fulfilling for me to see. Um, then the rewards program came actually from the community. So we recognize that in our, within our community of thousands of women, um, they're also our most loyal customers. Um, they're the ones that are s spreading the word. They're not influencers. They have an influence in their day-to-day -day life, but they're not our like influencer community. Um, so we reward them for sharing products. We reward them for purchasing a certain amount of times. We send them free gifts and swag. And so it was like the rewards program was our way of like, thank you for being part of our community, but also thank you for spending your money with us because we know how many other supplement brands there are out there. We feel we do it very uniquely and that we're different from most other supplement brands, but we recognize they have other places to spend their money, so we want to make sure that they are rewarded for spending with us. 
Very cool. Well, um, we'll open it up to questions from the audience in a few minutes, so don't be shy. Get them ready. And uh, it's interesting because there's big companies that spend millions and millions of dollars on trying to figure out brand and community. And it seems like you guys have figured it out just intuitively. And it seems like you've come from a position of like kindness and being inclusive and being helpful. Um, there's probably a lot of money wasted on consultants and uh, case studies if they just kind of would look at your guys' website. Seems like that would work pretty well. That's um, so nice of you. Thank no, you. Of course. Um, so you, you started marketing to friends and influencers, mentioned billboards. Um, as things continue to scale and grow, you're going to need to go into new markets. So what's your guys' strategy overall over the next year and getting more folks using the product and knowing about it? Yeah, so um, we recognize and we actually love that we are a Utah-based company because it's been such a fun place for me to start a company and I've, I've felt like Utah has really rallied behind our brand, which has been fun. Um, a strategy that we've implemented within the last four months is that we are actually responding to our heat map of our purchases. So we saw on our heat map that Arizona is a second top selling state behind Utah. So we decided, hey, let's go and actually answer to that heat map and let's go show up. Let's show some love. Let's rally our community. So we went and we, we're calling them blitz trips. So we went to Arizona, we hosted about 700 women at an e a mixers event. It was one of the scariest things we've done because it's, it took us outside of our comfort zone, going to a new place and hoping people show up. But um, about 700 women showed up then, um, and it was incredible. Then we hosted an influencer event where we had about, um, gosh, 75 influencers come in Arizona. And what we recognized is that those blitz trips we leave and within a week that market has rapidly expanded. So we copied and pasted that same idea and we did it in Atlanta and we did it in New York City and we did it in Las Vegas. And within that month, those three states were our top performing um, states. So we're gonna continue these blitz trips. It's not, can, it's not, people tell me all the time that's not scalable. It's scalable for now. I can travel, I can do that as much as I want right now. And it's working. Um, we also, to continue growing mixers, we are expanding into a new channel. We're going to be entering retail. Um, we just closed Harmons, we closed Down East, we're working on Target and Walmart. Um, and we recognize the mass amount of women that are sh stepping foot into big box stores every single day. And we want to be there for the woman that isn't a so an active social media user. She needs Mixer's products as well. So we want to be everywhere that a woman is shopping. Very cool. So that'll be pretty exciting for you and your team to be at Harmon's and see it on the shelf. Exciting and a lot of work. I can imagine. <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole new world. D to C is entirely different, but we're yeah, we're excited. A little bit more bureaucratic, red tape, new acronyms, a lot of that. Um, very cool. Uh, <clears throat> any interest in raising money? What is your guys' um, kind of forecast there? So we actually just, we're really, really excited about it. We just uh, brought in a strategic partner just um, about a month ago. We've partnered with Tamarack. And so they are really um, 
opening up that retail channel for us and accelerating that growth for us uh, a lot faster than what I can do on my own and with our own team. So our focus will be to, be to keep our team of 21 really like lasered in on D2C growth and community and loyalty and subscribers because our the biggest value to mixers is our subscriber database. So we will keep our focus on that while we tap mixers into the Maloof resources and um, they're opening doors for retail. We're excited. I think Sam and Casey know a little bit about doing that. So great partnership there. Sam Maloof uses her time every day. Really? Yep. Every day. And they just put it on tap up there in their lunchrooms. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that was a question a bunch of people said I should ask you, and I'm like, no. Uh, mix hymns. I have the domain mixes. Okay. It's coming. When there I can, go. like, think for a second. Like, right. it'll come, but not any time in the next year. Okay. All right. Let's open it up for uh, questions from the audience. So you're developing a new product, and it maybe doesn't taste that great yet. How do you go to someone you want to test it out and you have this awkward conversation, hey, this might not be that good, but we want you to try it for two months. How does that go and how do you work through that in product development? Um, yeah, we, it's actually really funny to us now because we feel like we launched with like a subpar product. Like her time, the very first version was not that good. So we were pushing a lot on like stick with it. It's worth it for the health. Chug it chug it back, throw it back. Um, and we were honest about why it didn't taste good. We explained to people what is in it and what are the health benefits and why you're going to want this in your body and you know the benefits of using this long-term. Thankfully, women actually really, really, really felt the benefits even with it not tasting great, but we recognized, we're like, gosh, the amount of people that will want to drink this if it tastes good and will look forward to it would be much easier than us trying to really convince people of how much they should drink this. So um, it was hard. We, I think through education, that was what made people actually commit to using the product even when it didn't taste great. Um, and then we actually really did see through being honest with our consumers and saying like, hey, we're at work improving this formula, same great ingredients, improved flavor. People were so grateful that we were like recognizing we had improvements to make, but they were grateful for the health benefits. So I think, I think education and being honest is what had people using our product even before it was like that good. Now it's really good. I don't need a mic. I was just going to say it is really good. I've oh, good. Some. This is orange. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Good, good. Thank you. My question is uh, so your influencer, sorry, right here. Your influencer strategy is pretty impressive. Do you hand pick your influencers or do you use a platform to organize them? Yeah, so we feel that, I mean, we do have a threshold of what we consider to be an influ influencer versus a mixer's ambassador. We take really great care of both, um, but our influencers, our threshold is 10,000 plus. We don't hand pick. If someone wants to work with us and they have over 10,000 followers, they can absolutely join our um, affiliate program. Something that I am really, really passionate about is that we do not pay influencers to work with us up front. 
if they want to open up and share about the incredible health benefits of mixers and how it has improved their life and they want to share organically and they want to share code, we pay commission based off of their sales. What we recognize is that the sharing is completely different. When a woman is just grabbing her phone without any strings attached, without a contract in place, without a date that she has to post by, the content is completely different. The, the consumer watching it feels really, um, it's like a lot more relatable. Um, and so the response is much better. And women, once they work, a lot of influencers tell us originally like, oh, sorry, I only do paid per post. However, then they see their best friends working with us and doing the commission structure. So they come back around. Um, and influencers make a lot of money selling mixers once they can wrap their head around the commission structure. Um, and they are in a, they have a software that tracks all of their sales, use of code, um, payment, um, and so, but it, it's a lot of very, very manual work from my team, and it's some of our best spent time um, managing these relationships, creating real friendships with our influencers. It's a lot of my time. We hosted an influencer gala last week that had about 225 influencers at our gala, um, and they all, the constant feedback is that we're a brand that actually takes good care of them and actually recognizes them as a human and as a mom and as a woman. And so that's why they keep working with us. So that's something we really like insist we stick true to. Hi, can you expand on your distribution strategy long-term? Um, you know, you're doing DTC and then now expanding in retail with Maloof. Um, are you solely in the U.S., and have you thought about international, and if so, what countries, what sort of timeline are you looking at? Yeah, so just last month, uh, we launched into Canada. We had been getting requests about Canada, uh, probably 20 requests a day, um, and so we went to work. It was a ton of work launching into Canada just because of the different health codes and health department requirements and things like that. But we are in Canada and selling and we have seen a great response to that. We would love to be um, in Australia. We would love to be in areas of Europe. Um, through my um, experience living in Europe, I recognize that the response to holistic health is people are a lot more open to it in Europe. They're already using a lot of holistic health approaches. So we think that putting mixers into the European market, we would see a great response. Um, we're just trying to make sure we open up on a timeline that makes best sense for us. Um, so you guys like are starting from scratch, right? Well, not now, but you were, and so you were making stuff in your kitchen. As far as funding goes, did you guys do most of this like bootstrap kind of out of your own pocket in the beginning, or did you have to ask fund like get fundraising, angel investors, stuff like that. <clears throat> we completely bootstrapped mixers. And it was terrifying for me to put $40,000 into a company that I had no idea would, if I'd ever see that money again, that's, um, I decided to take the chance and I felt really passionate about what we were doing. Um, thankfully, we were, very, very quickly profitable, which is shocking for most startups, but um, I feel really grateful for that. And so actually we've been bootstrapped this entire time and um, we actually didn't, um, to be transparent, we didn't just need funding when we partnered with Tamarack. It was 
much more of a strategic partnership for us to accomplish what the vision is on the timeline that we want. And so while funding is very helpful, it's about the integration, the team, the support, and the faster pace that, was our, that, that helped us make our decision. Maybe one more, I think, right there was the next one in line. I think sometimes when you have like a brand new startup and you see like the success story by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, wow, it just like bloomed and it was like magic. But I think like, I'm, I'm curious that beginning, like from kitchen to you trying it out, to getting it on the shelf, to getting traction and feeling like maybe like the bear wasn't chasing you. I feel you tired you. just remembering it. <laughs> How, like, what did that time look like? It's not like just instantaneous. It's so much work and so much thought and research. Like, what does that time frame or did it look like for mixers? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, so Cody actually helped me in 2017 with these gel capsules. And so we didn't even have a product in hand and didn't launch until Q4 of 2019. Then something I want to make sure I bring up is 2019, mixers sat with like a social media following of a couple hundred people and sells of like between five and ten thousand dollars a month for nine months and so i just really want people to understand and know in that very beginning phase like the amount of times we wanted to give up and we're like what on earth are we even doing um every day every single day but it was about waking up getting one customer one customer that was like, I have endometriosis and this has changed my life and I can take care of my kids right now that we're like, okay, there's no way we're giving up. But there's a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of pep talks <laughs> that have gone into building mixers and that's something I try to be really transparent about because on the outside, mixers just looks very fun and vibrant and bubbly and growth. And it's been really, really hard and fun. And I've cried a lot. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for uh, sharing your story. It's been very fun. And um, there's some samples over there. It sounds like, looks I like don't a want, lot of people I don't want to take any home. I have plenty at home, so make sure they, you take them all. Yeah, thank you for that. And thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you.